the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, avail yourself of the many ways you can take the show with you. iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. Uh, we do not discriminate on the app front. Uh, we still have our own app, I do believe. You can download the 989 The Answer app as well. So uh, four different ways to take us with you wherever you go. You can also listen to the podcast of the show in half-hour show increments. So like the uh, noon to 12.30 show would be uh, 20 minutes of content. Uh, Jeff podcasts that every day. It's on the website shortly after the show ends. Looking forward to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show tonight with Josh Pickett, 7 o'clock. Catch that. Catch it at noon on Saturday as well. Great financial concepts. And we'll be dealing with the uh, current events in the financial markets, how to grow your nest egg to achieve financial independence later on in life. Uh, I ended the 11.45 segment talking about uh, how no loyalty approaches the loyalty of Democrats to the lies they tell. <laughs> they never, ever, ever say, yeah, you, I, I, I was wrong. Sorry, I was wrong. Got that wrong. James Clapper on CNN the other night, the former CIA director, who has lied to Congress and faces no consequences for it. Of course not. He's a Democrat. He's got the right political affiliation. Told Caitlin Collins of CNN that he doesn't regret signing the letter saying that the Russian laptop had all the earmarks of Russian disinformation, even though the IRS whistleblower's testimony transcribed yesterday and made available to the media not that any of them will run with it. CBS, ABC, MSNBC, CNN, no stories last night, none today. NBC did a story. This will not catch fire until somebody besides conservative media, Daily Wire, Fox, although I don't really know if Fox is that conservative anymore. Uh, it will not become, it will not go from an ember to a brush fire until the mainstream media catches on. And let's just do a little review, shall we, on the things that have been alleged, maybe not proven, but alleged, that have not been reported and that which Joe Biden has not had to answer any questions for. Um, there are tapes of Joe and Hunter Biden with a Burisma executive talking about the millions paid to the Bidens for running interference for Burisma in the U.S., Joe Biden answered that question yet? No, he has not. Has he been asked that question yet? No, he has not. Well, he's been asked it, shouted it, and he just sits there and grins like a cat, his disdain for the media, evident to all. Has he, has he answered a question yet about why there are 20-some shell corporations? Why, why do you need that? Like, why do you need that? If you're drawing a government paycheck or getting a check for a book deal or something why do you need to launder that through 20 different shell corporations? Why? Any reason? Hmm? How, by the way, speaking of money, how did you get so rich? 
How do you get so rich? I mean, you've released your tax records, but there's no tale of Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi-style investing success on those tax records. This is odd. It's really odd. A guy whose W-2 income is uh, rarely more than $300,000 a year. How'd you afford a couple multimillion-dollar beach houses in Delaware? Has he answered, has he answered that question? Well, I mean, somebody's got to ask it first. And then he's got to be available to have someone to ask it. And then he has to be awake when he's available for someone to ask it. And that's a tic-tac-toe puzzle that's never been <laughs> solved because... What, is he awake and lucid about two hours a day? So Clapper says, uh, nobody's even shown me yet that the um, laptop has been authenticated. It's been authenticated by everybody. And then he said, uh, yeah, still problem with uh, Russian disinformation in the uh, impact it had on the 2016 election getting Donald Trump elected president. So I just want to clean that up because I told you that was laughable. This is from The Intercept, okay? January 10th, 2023, the Intercept. The Intercept is the uber-liberal publication that Glenn Greenwald founded and quit because they were so much invested in their partisan hackery for Democrats. That's why Glenn Greenwald left The Intercept, which he helped found. Here's the headline. Those Russian Twitter bots didn't do anything. I'm cleaning it up. In 2016, says new study. Oh, new study. Well, I got I got my I got my uh, standard here. Where's the study from? Maybe it's from uh, maybe it's from the Heritage Foundation or Hillsdale College or some other right leaning mega mega muga maga extremist. Let's find out. Here's the lead. Since the 2016 presidential election, the notion that the Russian government somehow weaponized social media to push voters to Donald Trump has been widely taken as a gospel in liberal circles. A groundbreaking recent New York University study, NYU? NYU? Can you get more liberal than NYU? I know a guy who went to NYU. He's a, he's a Democrat. <laughs> Shout out, Hammer. A recent NYU study, however, says there's no evidence... Russian tweets had any meaningful effect at all. New York University study published in The Intercept debunking the Democratic dream that Hillary Clinton lost because of the Russians. No, she lost because of Hillary. Here's the quote. We demonstrate first that exposure to Russian disinformation accounts was heavily concentrated. Only 1% of users accounted for 70% of exposures, the NYU scholars wrote in the journal Nature Communication. Second, exposure was concentrated among users who strongly identified as Republican. So they were going to vote for Trump anyway. Third, exposure to the Russian influence campaign was eclipsed by content from domestic news media and politicians. And you tell me, was that favorable to Trump or anti-Trump? So that's just a flat lie that Clapper is telling. He's lied before. Why would he stop? He's gone before Congress and lied. And he hasn't been held accountable. Speaking of lies, here's a lie Joe Biden tells all the time. In fact, uh, I have a list here of, I hope I can find it, of how many different cuts this is. Listen to Joe Biden articulate, as he often does, as he very often does, as you'll hear, 
how his economic policies have been cutting the federal debt. We literally cut the federal debt in half by $1.4 trillion. In my first two years, I reduced the debt by $1.7 trillion. We cut the debt by $1.7 billion in the last two years. Let me say that again. $1.7 trillion. We've lowered the federal debt. We cut the federal debt in half. A fact. In two years... I reduced the debt $1.7 billion. In the first two years of my administration, I cut the debt by $1.7 trillion. No one's ever reduced the debt that much. We cut the federal debt in half. Okay. Let's fact check that, shall we? First of all, it was $1.4 trillion. Then it was $1.7 trillion. Then it was $1.7 billion, which that sounds like that's like not a very big deal. 1.7 billion to 1.7 trillion. That's like the difference between walking across the street to Wendy's and walking to a Wendy's in downtown LA. 1.7 billion to 1.7 trillion. Then it was 1.7 trillion again. Then it was 1.7 billion again. Then it was 1.7 trillion. So, I mean, if you're going to lie, I guess the only thing that really matters is you stick with kind of, sort of the same lie. Who can we get to fact check this? Now, I don't want a conservative, okay? So let's go. Who's the most partisan fact checker out there? Oh, how about Daniel Dale from CNN? Well, here's what Daniel Dale wrote about Joe Biden's off-stated. We cut the federal debt. We literally cut it. What did he cut it with? A guillotine? Literally? Literally? You moron? Figuratively. You're lying, but at least get the language right. A guillotine? A machete? What did you cut it with? Literally, Joe. A cheese cutter? Fool. Daniel Dale, CNN. Some experts on fiscal policy say Biden is distorting reality. See, he's not lying. He's distorting. (laughs) These people are just so despicable. Distorting reality when he claims he is personally responsible for the deficit going down. Tell me, Daniel Dale, the deficit has been bigger under the Biden administration than the nonpartisan federal congressional budget office had projected it would be if the Biden era federal government stuck with the laws that were in effect when Trump left office. Of course not. We can't keep anything Trump has. Here's a quote from Dan White, senior director at Moody's. The actions of this administration and Congress have undoubtedly resulted in higher deficits, not smaller ones. Remember, Democrats had control of Congress the first two years of the Biden administration. It is encouraging that the administration has proposed some initiatives to bring down the deficit, but so far, none of those initiatives have been seriously considered. He says Biden has uh, cut projections by $360 billion lower than the roughly 3.1 trillion in fiscal 2020. The Biden administration did implement new policy, including a massive pandemic relief package which contributed to the debt's growth. So I mentioned that uh, my morning started a bit earlier than yours. I got out of bed at uh, 1:45 a.m. Uh, to pick up my wife and daughters at the airport. Uh, now, when you head to the airport at uh, that hour, you got the whole um, outer belt to yourself. 
And you pretty much have the airport to yourself on your way in until you get to the gate and you got other bleary-eyed travelers who are deplaning. But I noticed on my way up from the uh, parking garage level to the arrival level, the brush strokes in flight sculpture. You know brush strokes in flight, right? That's a big public art piece. It used to sit out in the parking lot at Port Columbus. I remember in the 90s. You'd be walking in from the parking lot, and that's when you had a surface lot. Everybody just parked. There was no parking garage. Not like the big hoo-ha they've turned that into with the McDonald's and the hotels and all that. It was just a big lot in front of the airport. And you walk in, and there's the brushstrokes in flight sculpture. And I'm old enough to remember when brushstrokes in flight came over here, uh, people laughed at it. And I'm not saying I hate art. What I'm saying is I do not support the devotion of taxpayer dollars to public art displays. Now they moved, well, I guess they moved it in about 1998. They moved brushstrokes in flight inside to the airport. So it's not in the weather because, oh, you know, aluminum, a sculpture made out of aluminum, well, it's not going to hold up in the weather. I guess that was the logic. It's almost less, less visible now indoors than it was when it was outdoors. You couldn't get into the airport before without walking past this thing, which looks like something conservatively that any one-year-old could come up with. Of course, if you are a famed artiste, like the creator of Brushstrokes in Flight, Roy Lichtenstein, you come up with something, you get a big check, And everybody looks at it, and they're under some kind of weird peer pressure to, instead of saying, "Uh, I don't get it, (laughs) they just stand there in awe and go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm feeling it, I'm seeing it, I get it. I don't really gain much from the modern art displays. Why am I bringing this up? Because the city of Columbus uh, right now, is the recipient of a $2 million grant. So it's not taxpayer money. That's good. From the New York-based nonprofit, the Mellon Foundation. Carnegie Mellon, the Mellon family. We are going to devote $1.5 million of the $2 million from the Mellon family grant to an initiative called Reimagining Columbus. Oh, yes. Woke art is coming to the grounds of City Hall. Because, of course, we got rid of the Christopher Columbus statue in the aftermath of the George Floyd riots because, as uh, the estimable Andrew Ginther said, uh, we take responsibility to tell the truth about colonialism and racism and to tell the stories of the people who have been overlooked and erased from the telling of our history. Yes, a city named Columbus, which for 65 years had a statue of Christopher Columbus standing outside its city hall, a gift from our sister city in Genoa, Italy. The Christopher Columbus statue (laughs) sits in some uh, city garage at this point in time because it's racist to have a colonizer like 
the man from whose name we drew the name of our city. Now, what I find most interesting about all this is, what do you think the city of Columbus paid Roy Lichtenstein to come up with this abomination, brushstrokes in flight? How much? How much do you think that was commissioned for? 150 grand in March of 1984. 150 grand in March of 1984. So yes, if you've been paying attention and you know that I just said the city of Columbus is going to spend 1.5 million of a 2 million dollar grant. You think the cost of eggs is bad? You think the cost of gas is bad? You think inflation has hit you? The cost of high-end, although completely um, meaningless and uh, undiscernible public art, has gone up 10 times. We spent 150 grand on brushstrokes in flight in 1984. We're going to spend, even though it's not taxpayer money, we're going to spend $1.5 million on a piece of art to grace the front of City Hall whenever they get around to it, whenever they get around to commissioning it. Now, we should we should have a contest. Name the art. Who will be uh, represented in the piece of art? It will decidedly, assuredly, be someone who is not white. Most probably, it will be someone who is not a man. If they can locate in the archives of the city of Columbus a non-binary, queer, gay, lesbian, transgender, something or other, in the annals of our city's past, that person will be commemorated in the art in front of City Hall. Most likely they will be unable to find that, even though they tell us, Transgender people have existed forever. But they will instead visit this money upon someone who answers to one of those sexual proclivities as their defining characteristic. And that person will cash in on the wokeness of the city of Columbus and its failure of a mayor. I'm being nice. I'm trying not to uh, just name call people indiscriminately. But they are searching for the appropriate replacement art. It will not be deemed appropriate, of course, unless it is made by someone who has uh, explored every deviant sexual adventure possible and who has glorified those deviant adventures uh, either by uh, music that assaults the ears or the sensibilities or behavior and social media posts that do the same. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.